Good morning. Can we give God praise in the house today? So glad and so excited to be here and to see each one of you guys this morning. Again, if this is your first time here, we are so grateful that you chose to worship with us. And as uh, as Demarian said, uh, we believe in staying connected. And so uh, please uh, fill out that connect form and uh, let us know so we can uh, just say thank you. And, and I want to say thank you in advance. I'm Pastor Vincent. They also call me. That's me. And so uh, I'm excited uh, to be here today as we we uh, continue uh, in this uh, this sermon series entitled Prayer That Works, um, really focusing in on prayer because it is one of uh, the major weapons that uh, we fight uh, this battle in life. And, and this, this is how we connect with God and how God connects with us. So I hope that you're enjoying it. I hope that you've been blessed by it uh, so far. You know, it was an old hymn when I grew up um, that I thought about this week uh, that that's entitled, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Anybody familiar with that, that particular hymn, right? It says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All of our, our, our needs and our cares he will bear. Oh, what a privilege it is to carry everything to God, what? In prayer. And then it goes on to say, oh, what needless pains uh, that, that we deal with, in essence, paraphrasing. Oh, what needless pains and, and things that we bear. Simply why? Because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. I don't know what your week has been like. I don't know what you've been carrying, uh, what burdens you've been uh, uh, holding on to that might have uh, at some point this week um, seemed to be overwhelming for you. Um, uh, maybe there's been thoughts that are in your mind that have seemed to, to be unbearable for you. Well, uh, the purpose of really us talking about this sermon series is because God is calling and he's, he's begging us, he, in essence, to, to bring all of that, all of those things to him uh, in prayer. So, uh, as we jump in today, uh, over the last couple weeks, and, and actually the, the first week we talked about uh, uh, with Jesus' disciples asked him, Lord, teach us how uh, to pray. Uh, and, 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 then, and then last week, um, we also continued to look more into uh, how to pray like a righteous uh, man or woman. Now, because James lets us know that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Uh, and, and so this week, uh, we're going to continue on uh, in this discussion, but I want to tell a quick little story uh, to kind of level set us this morning. There was a story about a, a woman that lived in a remote village, um, and she uh, decided uh, that she wanted to get electricity installed in her home. So she went to, to great lengths and great expense to have the electric company come in uh, uh, to wire her house so uh, that she had electricity. She was the first and only person uh, in her village uh, that had electricity. So after a few months went by, uh, those in the electric company uh, noticed that uh, the lady had not been using much or, or any uh, electricity. So they were concerned that maybe there was a problem. Uh, so they sent a, a representative to the house to check the meter to confirm uh, that that was true. He checked the meter and did. It was true. She hadn't really used hardly any electricity uh, at all. Um, and so he, he knocked on the door and, and, and he talked to the lady, said, I'm here from the electric company, just concerned uh, to make sure everything 
everything is all right because we're noticing uh, that uh, there's not much electric electricity usage in your home. And she said, oh, no, everything is working perfect. Everything's hooked up. The electricity is fine. She says, uh, every night we turn on the lights uh, so we can light our candles and then we turn them back off again. <laughs> uh, this woman, um, she, she, she believed in in electricity and what it could provide for her. She believed in uh, the promise that the electric company made to her that they would provide her this, this source, this, this power. But she didn't understand the potential that electricity had for her life. And I believe that many of us, when it comes to prayer, are, are very similar to this woman. We believe in prayer. Uh, we believe in the promises of God. But we simply don't understand the potential and the power that comes through having a, a, a strong prayer life. So today, I, I want to talk about one aspect of, of prayer and the power of prayer. And I want to talk about the power of persistent prayer. Power of persistent prayer. If you have your Bibles, Daniel chapter 10. That's where we're going to come from, Daniel chapter 10. The power of persistent prayer. Daniel chapter 10. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 13. I'm from the New Living Translation. If you have your Bibles, go there with me. If you have your smartphone, smart devices, look it up for yourself. Uh, if you don't, then it also will be available on the screen. If we're ready, uh, say, I've got it. I've got it. All right, all right. If you're still looking, say, I'm still looking. All right, we got a, one person that's still looking. That's okay, um, because we want everybody to have it. Daniel chapter 10, beginning with verse 1. We're going to read all the way to verse 13. Right, I'm reading from the NLT. It's also on the screen. It says, In the third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia, Daniel, also known as Belshazzar, had another vision. He understood that the vision concerned events certain to happen in the future, times of war and great hardship. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. All that time I had eaten no rich food, no meat or wine crossed my lips. And I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks uh, had passed. On the April 23rd, which actually was just a few weeks ago, right? Um, as I was standing on the river bank of the great Tyrus, Tigris River, I looked up and I saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a, a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished brass and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. Only I, Daniel, saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. So I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. My strength left me. My face grew deadly pale, and I felt very weak. Then I heard the man speak. When I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and laid uh, there with my face to the ground. Just then, a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling, to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up still trembling. Then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day, everybody say first day. First day. 
you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come to answer, I have come in answer to your prayers. But for 21 days, everybody say 21 days. 21 days. The Spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me and I, I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. And verse 14 says, it's not on the screen, but it says, now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future for this vision concerning a time yet to come. Lord, we thank you for uh, this passage of scripture today. And we thank you, God, for the example that uh, Daniel uh, is going to give us in how to pray in a persistent way. God, open our, our ears that we might hear, open our minds that we might understand, but open our hearts that we might receive what you have for us individually today. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. Amen. Today, again, we're talking about the power of persistent prayer. Let me start by just defining the word uh, persistent. Uh, persistence simply means to continue firmly in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Let me say that again. It, it, it means to continue firmly uh, in a course of action despite opposition and difficulty. Oh, many of us are familiar with the story of Daniel. Daniel, uh, one of the great patriarchs of the Old Testament. Daniel um, was a man who found himself in captivity. Uh, he, uh, his homeland had been destroyed by uh, the Babylon, Babylonian kingdom. Uh, can you imagine Daniel, all his family, a great portion of those that he loved and cared about, family, friends, uh, probably had died in that siege upon uh, his homeland. And if that wasn't enough, Daniel was then taken away from where he uh, had grown up, the only place he knew, and was taken away to a foreign land to live uh, there for the remainder of his life. We know how when Daniel got there that, that the Bible said that, that Daniel uh, refused to, to, to compromise himself spiritually, refused to compromise what he believed in, and he stood firm to that. And, and as a result of that, not only did God favor him, but he found favor to men. I just want to put a pin right there uh, because so often uh, we find ourselves in positions and situations uh, that cause us to have to make a decision. Will I compromise my faith uh, just to go along? And friends, I, I'm here to tell you that Daniel's, as so many others in the Bible ha have shown us, is that in spite of opposition and in spite of the circumstances, when you stand firm on the word of God and your belief in him, God will show favor upon your life. That's a good place to give God praise right there. Amen. <laughs> And so, so Daniel finds favor, but yet the hardship still comes. Uh, uh, Daniel, as we, as we note here this morning, was a praying man. So much so, uh, the Bible later on in, in the book of Daniel talks about how that Daniel would pray three times a day. And the Bible says he just didn't pray three times a day, but he would open up his window. Uh, he would face towards his homeland and he would kneel and pray three times a day for everybody to see. Uh, this upset a lot of people people. 
um, because they didn't like Daniel because of the favor that God had been showing him. And so they went so far as to convince the king uh, to, to create an ordinance that said that anybody prays to anybody else other than the king that they should be put to death. We know the story. Daniel heard that ordinance and what did he, what did he do? He left there and he just went back to his window and started praying. This is the kind of man that Daniel was. This was the kind of prayer that Daniel was. And so we know Daniel ended up in the lion's den, right? Uh, can you imagine being thrown into a, a den of lions? I don't care what you've seen uh, uh, about lions in captivity. Guess what? These were not those lions, amen? Uh, the, their purpose and their goal was to destroy Daniel. But the Bible says that Daniel, even while in the lion's den, prayed. There it is again. And, and, and the Bible says that God closed the mouths of the lions. Daniel praying, man. Daniel uh, was not one who just only prayed when things were going right. Uh, there, there was, in essence, uh, nothing really going right in Daniel's life, right? Uh, he was in captive. He, he was away from his farm. He was away from his homeland. He found himself in lion's dens. This is not a man who simply was just riding high in life. But Daniel was a praying man. And friends, uh, this morning we see Daniel and the consistency and the persistency of Daniel's prayer. In, in Daniel chapter 10, Daniel uh, uh, has seen a vision and, and, and this vision upset him so much that Daniel said, I must go and I must pray. The Bible said not only did he pray, but he fasted. The Bible said that he sought the face of God to get understanding and to get the answer for the, his prayer. How many of us are, are praying to God for an answer, something specific in our life? We talked about last week um, to, to, to think about what is that specific prayer request that you're seeking God for. And so as we look at Daniel this morning, uh, Daniel shows us three things that I want to share um, on what persistent prayer really looks like. Here's the first one. The persistent prayer looks like when you pray that you do not give up. And when you pray, you do not give up. Friends, uh, here's the thing. The Bible says Daniel prayed for 21 days. Most of us have a hard time doing anything for 21 days. Can we be honest about that? Amen. Right. Whether it's dieting, right. Whether it's exercise, whether whether it's it's uh, it's getting to work on time or whatever it is. We have a difficult time doing anything for 21 days here. But here's what here's what we know uh, that it takes 21 days, they say, to form a new habit. That if you do something consistently for 21 days, three weeks, that you will begin to get in the process of it becoming habitual in your life. The Bible says Daniel prayed for 21 days, friends. But here's the thing about persistency. Persistency means simply that you keep doing it and you don't give up. Friends, when we're seeking God for something, we can't just give up. Because the answer doesn't come the first time. Somebody should say amen, amen. amen. Don't we typically get to do that, right? right? We want instant answers, right? Because we live in an instant world, yeah. right? We live in a microwave society. My, 
turn on my lights, they come on instantly. I turn on my TV, it comes on instantly. I order something on Amazon, amen. Uh, if you live in DFW, it comes right. If you got Prime, it comes with, it can come the same day. We're used to instant uh, uh, re results. But friends, it says that when we pray to God, sometimes we've got to persevere. Um, we can't give up because everything does not work instantly. There's a story about a little boy, three-year-old boy who was in the grocery store with his mom. His mom told him as soon as they get, came in the grocery store, she said, look, I am not buying any cookies today, right? I'm not buying any cookies today. So the little boy said, okay, mommy. And so he got in the cart. She put him in the cart. And so lo and behold, they found themselves on the cookie aisle, right? And the little boy said, mommy, can I please have some cookies? She said, didn't we talk about this? I said, I'm not buying cookies today. And so he said, okay, mommy. And so they kept going around the store to, to, to do their shopping. Somehow they again ended up back on the cookie aisle because mom had forgotten something. She was just putting this boy in a lot of torture, right? And so again, this little boy said, mom, can I please have some cookies? She said, we've already talked about this, not buying any cookies today. And so lo and behold, they had gotten all the things that they uh, were there to get. They're making their way to the checkout line. The little boy recognizing that uh, his time was running out, that we were headed to the checkout line. We're about to leave. And so in one last attempt, the little boy yelled out, mommy, in the name of Jesus, can I please have some cookies? Of course, other those people that were around laughed. I'm sure that this mother was mortified, right, um, that her little boy yelled out like that. And so as they made their way out of the store, the little boy left with 23 boxes of cookies because everybody else in the store was impressed by his persistency. Friends, well, what does that tell us? It tells us that results come through persistent effort. The results come through persistent effort. That, that, that nothing comes just through one attempt. If you want a six-pack, you just can't do one sit-up. I wish it was that easy. Amen, right? If you, if you want to lose weight, you just, if you want to get out of debt, it, it, it comes through persistence. And get this, if you want God to do something in your life, you can't just do it one time. You've got to be persistent in your request to him because results come through persistent effort. So here's Daniel. Daniel is praying. He's fasting. He's praying and fasting. Day one, two, three. He keeps praying and fasting because he not only believes that God will answer his prayer, um, but, but, but he is patient enough to wait on him. Here's the second thing Daniel teaches us about persistent prayer. Don't give up. But he also teaches us that when we pray, that we got to be bold with our praying. Boldness simply means to have confidence and to have courage. Hebrews 4 and 16 says this. It says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Everybody say confidence. confidence. So that you, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. What do we need confidence in? We need confidence in the fact that God can and will answer our prayer. That God can and he will answer our prayer. What do we need courage though for, PB? We need, we need courage uh, to face the adversity that comes while we're waiting on that answer. Is it interesting? Anybody ever knows? Is it interesting when you say you're going to pray about something? Seems like all hell seems to break loose right then, right? 
that, that, that all the distractions that weren't there the day before all of a sudden come in? Doesn't it seem interesting that when you start the process of praying, right, it seems like everything that, uh, that you hadn't been thinking about ever seems to come in your mind, right? There's adversity that comes. And so we need the courage to push through the adversity and the confidence to know that God will answer. Friends, boldness gives us the confidence and the courage to keep on praying. Friends, there was a story about a woman. Uh, Jesus tells this story in Luke chapter 18. He tells this story about a, a, a widow. This widow uh, uh, went to a judge. She was seeking justice for what had been done to her. She had been wrong. She was seeking justice. And Jesus said that when she came, uh, the first time, the judge, in essence, blew her off. He was like, I don't have time for this woman. I don't have time for your issue. I don't, he's not a very good judge, amen, right? Um, he said, I just don't have time with it. But the Bible says, Jesus tells in the story, that the woman kept coming back. For the, for the same thing. Now, this woman was pretty bold, right? This is the judge, right? The judge could have easily said, you know what? You keep messing with me, I'm going to put you in jail, right? Right? Amen. But she kept coming back asking for justice for what had been done to her. And, and, and look at what it says. That, that, that the Bible says that finally one day, the judge just got fed up. He said, you know what, lady, you are getting on my nerves. The Bible doesn't say that specifically. I'm just paraphrasing, right? You're getting on my nerves. What is it that you want? Just here, you can have it. Get out of my, just leave me alone. And friends, here's what Jesus said about this in verse six. He said, then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night. Friends, God gives us the ability to come before him boldly, to have confidence to know that when I ask and when I pray that God hears me, right, and that God will answer my prayer. He gives me the courage to keep coming in spite of what is, is holding me back or standing between uh, me and him. Friends, boldness will allow you to push through whatever it is that's, that's in your way. Are we familiar with this, this term push because it says pray till something happens. Anybody heard that before? Pray till something happens. Friends, sometimes we need to push. Because sometimes we're praying, and then when nothing happens, we just, we give up. Sometimes we pray, and because nothing happens, we say God didn't care. Sometimes we pray, and then when nothing happens, uh, we turn and say, I'm going to do it myself. But friends, he says, push, pray until something happens. Anybody need anything happening in their lives? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, I guess all of y'all, y'all lives are perfect and good. Y'all got everything y'all need. God, God bless you. Amen. Let me praise God for that. Right? But, but I need something to happen in my life. And God is saying, pray until something happens. Here's what we need to understand about prayer. Prayer is not a passive act, but it is an active passion. Say that again. Prayer is not a passive act. It is an active 
passion. What do you mean by that, PV? It means that I have a strong, uncontrollable desire to seek God for something in my life. And get this, even when I don't want what, even though I don't get what it is that I want, I know that God will answer with what is best for me. Passive act. No, it's an active passion. Friends, how passionate are we in our prayer life? Mm-hmm. Pa- We're passionate about love. If I say football, somebody, woo, yeah, right? We're passionate. Sports in general, yeah. For somebody shopping, like, oh, yeah, I'm down for that. I'm passionate. Eating, anybody, anybody passionate about eating? Amen. Yeah. Right. Some of the like, like, yeah, right now I'm probably in my next 10 minutes, PV. Right. Right. We're passionate about so many things, but where comes our passion when it comes to praying? Prayer is the one thing that, that, that we have the opportunity to connect with God in the most intimate way and to get God to move in our lives. And it seems to be the one thing that we the most least passionate about. As the old preacher said, if you can't say amen, say ouch. Amen. Ouch. Right? Right? Ouch. We got to be bold in our praying. So, so Daniel, his persistency was because he's like, God, I need an answer. I'm bold with it. God, I'm going to keep coming. I'm going to keep coming because I got confidence in you. I'm going to keep coming. I got courage uh, to, to push through the obstacle uh, that might be in my way. I, I'm, I'm going to keep coming. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to be bold. Here's the third thing that Daniel shows us this morning is that when you pray, pray, this is my last one, help is on the way. Help is on the way. Look at what it says. In verse 10, Daniel had been praying 21 days, 21 days. And it said day 21, the angel, verse 10, it says that, now, now this, is, this is, Daniel is so overwhelmed, the Bible says that basically Daniel fainted. When the last time you fainted praying, amen? <laughs> just saying, right? You passed out because you praying that hard, right? It the Daniel, and it said, just then a hand touched me. Get this. I, I like what the Bible says here. A hand touched me, lifted me, spoke to me. Touched me, lifted me, spoke to me. Isn't that interesting, the language that God uses here? That the angel touched him. Let him know that I'm here. Lifted him, said, I'm going to lift you out of this position of despair that you're in and spoke to him with the message that God had for him. And, 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 and it goes on. It says now, verse 12, it says, don't be afraid. Here's what I like. It says, since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. Think about that. Think about that. In other words, what he was telling Daniel is, you prayed 21 days. God heard you day one. Not only did he hear you, but God answered the prayer during day one. So then begs the question is, well, then why did I have to pray the other 20, the other 20 days, Fifi? 
right? Because somebody's wondering, why is it taking so long? Why are my prayers being delayed? Why, why am I not getting the answer? If God hears me and he answers on day one, then why do I have to be persistent in praying? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because this is one of those moments, one of those few moments where God pulls back the curtains of what's happening in heaven to give us an idea so that we can see what's happening. So continue reading verse 12. It says, I have come in answer to your prayer. Right? He says, but for 21 days, say 21 days. 21 days. He says, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked me. He said, then, paraphrasing, I had to call Michael, the archangel. I had to call the, the big boys in, right? To come, what, and help me. And I left there so that I could come to you. Now, what is this telling us? God heard and God dispatched the answer for 21 uh, on day one. But the enemy was doing everything that he could to delay the answer from getting to Daniel. And that's where the persistency comes in. Friends, do you know this? God hears your prayers, but guess what? The enemy hears your prayers too. And then think about it like that, right? God hears your prayers, but the, the enemy hears your prayers too. And, and, and guess what? Uh, there, Ephesians, Ephesians 6 tells us, for we wrestle not what, against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities of darkness in high places. There is things that are happening in the spiritual realm. There's a battle that's happening in the spiritual realm that we don't see, right? And, 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 and here we get a, a glimpse of it in Daniel chapter 10, that the enemy is going to do everything that he can to block, to stop, to prevent that answer from getting to you. But here's the thing. He cannot stop it. He can only delay it. Amen. Here's a challenge for us. We can't give up just because the answer is being delayed. We have to know God hears and he answers. I'm not praying anymore because I know, I'm not praying specifically because I know God heard my request and I know God is sending the answer for my request. I'm still praying with persistency. Go back to what persistency is, right? It means firmly staying in the course of action in spite of what the difficulty and the opposition. I'm being persistent in my prayer because I recognize there's some opposition to the answer that God's trying to send to me. I'm going to be persistent. Friends, what if Daniel gave up? Day one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What if he just gave up? The question comes is, would he have received the answer? Many times we, 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 the answer has come. We miss it because we give up praying. It's, it's kind of like this. Anybody got AAA? AAA, you AAA? I love AAA. Thanks to my wife, I have AAA, right? She, she said when we first got married, she was like, you have AAA? I said, no. She said, well, you're going to need to get it. Amen. Right? I said, okay. Now I love it. I love AAA. Um, um, so it's, it's kind of like this. AAA, you know, if you have a flat, you can call them and, and, and they'll send someone to come fix your, fix your flat. Now imagine you have a flat and you call AAA and they're like, okay, we're dispatching someone to you. We've received your request. We've heard it. And we're sending an answer. We're dispatching an answer to your request to you. And, and, and you know that the answer is coming. 
But you get impatient and like, I, I don't have time to sit here and wait on. I got other things to do. I, I really don't want to have to wait here uh, for this, this person to come. It's taking them too long to get here, right? So you decide to call a friend, call an Uber, come get you, and you leave, right? Well, then finally when they show up, guess what? They're there. The car is there. They're there. You're not there. Well, guess what? They can't fix your tire because you have to be there to receive the person in order to authorize them to fix your tire. Friends, that's kind of what we do with prayer. God's dispatched the answer, but we don't have the patience to wait on the answer to come. We don't have the persistency to push through the adversity of of whatever's in our way, whatever distracting us, to simply continue to pray until the answer come. I love what David says. David says this. He says this. He says, he says, I waited patiently on the Lord and he turned to me and heard my cry. Friends, sometimes we give up too soon. Sometimes we throw in the towel too soon. I think it's because we live in a society where we like to track everything. Think about it. You, you, you order something, they ship it UPS, FedEx. Guess what? They give you what? Tracking number. What's that tracking number do? Let's me know when it's shipped, where it's at, and when is it going to arrive. Again, with Amazon, we love it. Why? Because it tells us when it ships, how long it's going to take, and when it's going to arrive. We, 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 we do it with our food, right? Any door dashers in here? Amen. Come on, praise God for DoorDash during, during the pandemic especially, right? Um, we, we, we order some, something via DoorDash. What does it tell us? It tells us that your order's been received, tells you when they're making it, tells you when the driver comes and picks it up, it tells you when the driver's left, tells you uh, when the driver is in your neighborhood, and it tells you when it's at the door. We, we know, we know everything. We can, we can, we can track it right? Me, me and my family, we have what we call Life360. Anybody use that, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's a, uh, an app for our family, so it helps us to know where everybody is in case of emergency. Well, guess what? We can track each other. I can look on there, and I know where Joy is. I'm not tracking her like that. Okay, amen. Right. I'm not a stalker, right? Right. Uh, uh, and, and the boys or, or whatever, we can, we can know where each other is. And get, get this, when we get back into uh, the geofence of our neighborhood, it does what? It lets us know when we get at home. Here's the problem with our prayers. God don't come with, with GPS systems. God does not come with, with GPS. And, and friends, we've got to stop putting God on a time limit. True. Amen. Thank you. Somebody give praise for that, right? <laughs> Somebody like, I don't know about that PV. I need God to be on time, right? But here's what we do know is that God is an on-time God. Yes, he is, right? But God works in his time, and he works in the time that's best for us. I don't know about you. I can raise my hand. You don't have to raise it with me, but there have been times that I prayed for things, and if I got the answer when I wanted it, I wouldn't have been ready for it. I would have messed it up. I wouldn't have known that it was, that was even the answer, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes we're not ready for it. Can we be honest? Sometimes we're not in the right position. Sometimes we got to continue to persevere because through that persevering process means that we're growing in our faith. That's what James 1 teaches us. Friends, here, let me go real quick, real quick. Uh, I, I know my time's running, up, running out. But um, look at what the Bible says in, in Habakkuk. Habakkuk 2. We know this scripture real, real great. It, it, it talks about verse 1, Habakkuk 2 and 1. 
write my answer plainly. Now, this is God speaking to Habakkuk about a vision. He says, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. He said, the vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. Here's the part that I, I, I like about this verse, right? It says, if it seems slow in coming, if the, if the answer, the vision for, for your life for where God wants you to go, for what you're seeking God for. If it seems slow in coming, God says, wait patiently for it. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it surely will take place. Mm -hmm. It will not be delayed. Friends, the reason why God is on time, because God makes sure that the answer comes in the right time for us. Friends, Daniel shows us here. Persistent in my prayer. 21 days. 21 days. I'm going to pray till the answer comes. He didn't give up. He was bold, confident. But through his persistency, he also knew that the help and the answer was on the way. I'm closing. There was an evangelist by the name of George Muller. English evangelist. Um, he, uh, he was well known for being a, a praying man. Had been an evangelist for over 57 years. Uh, he one day was on a ship on his way from England to Quebec um, to go there to, to preach and to minister. Um, he went to the captain and he said, Captain, um, uh, I need to know, uh, are we going to arrive by Saturday? because I, I, I need to be there by Saturday because I'm scheduled to, to preach and, and to, to minister on that Saturday. The captain said, well, I hate to tell you, uh, there's a heavy, dense fog, as you can see. We're, we're not going to make it there by Saturday. Uh, George didn't argue with the captain. He simply just told the captain this. He said, Captain, come pray with me. So they went down into the bottom of the ship, and, and George prayed a simple prayer. Um, and then... At the end of the prayer, he looked at the captain and he said, Captain, go back up to the deck. He said, because I think God has answered my prayer. So he went back up to the deck and sure enough, the fog had been cleared away. George said, in 57 years, there has not been one prayer of mine that God did not answer. He's always provided for the need that I had in my life. And so sure enough, George made it to Quebec to minister that Saturday like he had promised. Friends, there is power in prayer. But the power begins with us believing, not giving up, and being bold and persistent in what it is that we're asking God for. So last week, last week, I asked you to think about one specific prayer request that you had in your life. And, and as we talked about praying uh, in a righteous way, we said make sure that, that that prayer was what God wanted, not just what you wanted, to make sure that it, it aligned in that way. Here's what I'm asking. I'm asking for us, if that prayer request has not been answered, I'm asking for us for the next 21 days, beginning tomorrow, 
21 days, beginning May 3rd through May 23rd, which is actually the last Sunday of this sermon series. May 3rd through 23rd, 21 days. I want you to seek God for what it is specifically that you're asking in your life. Then I want to add, can I, can I add, Jess? I don't want to put too much on your prayer list, right? I won't put too much on your prayer list. But I want you, uh, in addition to your specific request, I am going to ask you to pray for our church and what God is calling us to do here at Cross Church. 21 days. Can we do that? Can we do that online? 21 days that we're going to seek God in prayer. Now, here's the thing. I can't guarantee that it's going to come on day one. It's going to come on day 15. It might not even come on day 21. Guess what? We'll keep praying, right? We'll keep praying. And, and, but here's what I do believe. On the fifth Sunday of this month, every, and on fifth Sunday is a Sunday that we set aside for worship, um, for testimony. I believe on that fifth Sunday that we're going to have testimonies of people who God has answered your specific request. And so, so when God answers your prayer, as we talked about last week, your, your answer is not just for you. It's, it's also for it to be a testimony to somebody else. So when God answers, whether it's day one, whether it's day 21, whether it's day 30, uh, I want you to be prepared to share that so that others can be blessed. Friends, I, I believe God's going to do something amazing in all of our life. He wants to. He, he wants to. He, he, he wants to break some things. He, he wants to free us from some things. He, he wants to do some things that are above and beyond our imagination. But friends, we have to, we have to, we have to be persistent. And, 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 and we have to break outside of saying, God, this is what I want. Say, God, what do you want in this? answer's not going to look how I may expect it to, but God, whatever the answer is, I know that it is what's best for me. So I, I also, one more request. I'd like for you to share those prayer requests with us so we could pray for you as well. If you're online and in the house, here's what I want you to do. If somebody could put up that text slide, that, that last slide that just puts up, there it is. Just text your prayer request to that number. Whatever it is that, that, that is your specific request, if you don't mind sharing it, we want to pray over the next 21 days for you in the house online. Um, you don't have to worry about it. It's not public. It's not going to be for everybody to see. It's just for, for me and, and our team to pray for. But friends, I want us to be a praying church. I, I can admit that I need to do better in my own prayer life. So I'm excited for this time because I believe that when, when we pray, that's when power comes. That's when, that's when lives are changed. That's when we see the difference being made, not only in our lives, but the lives of others around us. So as we stand on our feet.